Welcome to the What the Elwood podcast, the podcast that's all about Longwood athletics. We talk with players, coaches, staff, alums, who knows? The goal is to bring Longwood and its stories closer to you straight from the source. I'm your host, Sam Hovan. Our guest today is new to Farmville, the new head coach of Longwood softball, Dr. Megan Brown. She talks softball, of course, but we also ask a few fun questions and learn what her karaoke song would be, as well as how she even became a softball player in the first place. Here we go. Thanks again, Coach. First off, the biggest thing we have to say is welcome to Farmville. What's it been like being in South Central Virginia? Absolutely beautiful. Uh, it actually feels a little bit like coming home, uh, being from a rural part of Georgia, a lot of similarities, weather, topography. So it almost feels like coming home to the town I grew up in. So a lot of a lot of comfort here. Well, we talked about a little bit before we came on. I mean, moving here from California as well, that just is that a culture shock almost? I mean, you said you grew up in a rural part, but recently you've been living in California. I think the culture shock was actually on the other end when I went to California more than when I <laughs> moved back here. No, like I say, I'm, I'm from Georgia, so very similar in culture and, and a lot of things. Enjoy very much when you walk down the street, people actually say hello and, you know, they smile under their mask. So it's it's been nice to enjoy the politeness of the of being in the South again. What, uh, what made you pick Longwood? How did you find out about it? Well, honestly, um, was was looking for for a position. Uh, had having been at Cal this past year when Coach Nymeyer announced her retirement and the department deciding to hire a brand new staff, kind of found myself looking for a position. So it was kind of on high alert for jobs opening up over the summer in general. And then when Longwood opened, just having been in the sport, you just have such an appreciation for Longwood and all that they've been doing. And Coach Riley ha- is a legend in our sport and has so much respect within the coaching community as well as softball community as a whole. So it was kind of a, it was a big announcement when it first came about, obviously. And so, you know, that was the first peak of like, oh, Longwood's open. Okay, let's, let's take a look. And then, then you get the chance to do the deep dive of, okay, what is Longwood really about? And some of the things you can't find out until you really – take some time and dive in and once I saw not just the success but the continued success of the program and then as I started looking at the administration as a whole and how well-rounded they are as a staff and how many great people that are on board and especially with Director Meadows and how engaged she is with softball not just professionally but also personally has such an investment in our sport it was just it was just a great place to to come and so at that point it's like all right pull out all the stops get everybody I know to call say hey you know Talk to her, give give her a little look. Maybe maybe it'll be something for you. So um, was was excited from the get go, um, and very grateful to be here. And I have to ask, you mentioned Coach Riley, of course, like you said, a legend, kind of known all over the country. How do you follow somebody like that? Uh, carefully, uh, definitely very humbly and very respectfully. I have the utmost respect for Coach Riley and all of her staff and everyone that is a part of. Longwood softball, not just our current team, but all of our past teams and players and just the community as a whole. Uh, you can see that Longwood pours into our softball team, but also Farmville as a whole. You know, the girls were talking about how fun it is to be at practice and, you know, people go by and give a little honk as they go by when we're practicing. Just, you know, just that subtle ways of support, even in those things, mean a ton to our team. And so just it's a very humbling place to be. Um, very excited for the opportunity. One of the terms that came up a lot during the interview process from both sides of myself and the administration was the entrust. 
Yeah, I've, I've been entrusted with this team. It's not my team. It is Longwood University softball. It belongs to the university as a whole and then Farmville as a whole. So it's I'm blessed to be in the role I'm in, but very much just an entrusted person, not, um, not much more than that. Where do you feel like you learned that or developed that viewpoint of I'm entrusted with this team? I think it's just a, a growth in, in general of you as a coach, you realize the program's always bigger than you. It, you know, the, the name on the, on the front is always bigger than the name on the office door. And it always will be, and it should be. Um, I also had the opportunity, again, working under Diane Neinmeyer, who has won more than almost everybody in our sport, and it was always the program. She always deflected to the program and made it more about that than, than herself, and it always was just so impressive. And so hopefully had the opportunity to continue that. I was going to ask, does it help having worked for a couple of different coaches who are Hall of Fame coaches? I have been very blessed with a lot of people who have been tremendously successful in our sport and have been willing to either hire me or just in general speak into my life as, as a person and as a coach. And it does help tremendously because you see a lot of the things that really meant a lot to them. And you see the things that they you know can speak very candidly when it's like, this was really good. This was really bad. Don't do that. And sometimes the list of things not to do can be just as important as the things to do. So I've been very blessed to have people help me and encourage. In fact, I was calling Coach Neimeyer today because I had a question. I was like, so coach, can you help me with this? So a lot of good people to help me along the way. It's probably nice to have somebody like Coach Neinmeyer in your Rolodex, right? She's on the speed dial. She's in my favorites <laughs> list, actually. <laughs> she gets a call pretty quick. What do you feel like is something you've learned from previous stops um, that, you, that you feel like, hey, I can, I can use this right away? I think the first one is just simply, again, putting the program first, looking at how can we – you know, give generously to the program. I think also being generous with your time and your treasure and, and your abilities, being willing to help anyone you can, um, and definitely realizing how important your support staff is of all the people around you. They are an extension of the coaching staff, so every single person that touches your program one way or another is an extension of, of the staff and the team as a whole. So really valuing those people and uh, being generous with your time with them. And it's kind of funny. We've, we've talked about all this stuff and we haven't even talked about like actually coaching a softball game. What are you excited about to be a head coach now? Well, I think everybody in, in sports is just excited to be back out on the field and have the opportunity to, to just coach and be around it again. I think the, probably the biggest excitement as a head coach is just having the opportunity to take all the things I've learned as an assistant and all the times where as an assistant, you're not questioning the head coach, but you say, I would do it this way. Or perhaps I love the way they did that. I will definitely use that and start to be able to put all those little pieces and kind of see how, how it goes when you're you're captaining the ship a little bit. Are you going to have a moment where you're like, oh, now I see why they did it that way. I've already had a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going we're gonna to kind of move away from the softball-specific questions and kind of play some getting to know you, maybe some fun little questions. So this, this one can be personal or just something you've seen, watched in general. What's the best sports moment you can think of? Personal or like I watched it on TV when it happened? Oh, wow. 
I don't know that I, I well I definitely didn't watch it on TV when it happened I wasn't born but I'm a big fan of the movie Miracle like okay. absolutely love football movies I just movies and sport movies in general so obviously Miracle was just an amazing thing because when you watch sports movies inevitably it's all about the coach what you know that's typically what they're making it about so seeing how coach brooks built that team in such a short amount of time it's like i need to take more notes i probably need to go watch that movie again (laughs) weekend i guess it's a weekend thing right you could do that yeah you know grab up some netflix or something i'm sure it's on there somewhere (laughs) well is so i was that was actually my next question what is the best sports movie oh goodness well i guess all-time favorite for me is for love of the game Okay. So it, I, I don't know if our girls were even born when this was out because I was a teenager, but, uh, you know, the Kevin Costner movies pitching, you know, throws a great mm-hmm. game. I won't give too many details if you haven't seen it, but, you know, as a pitcher, you just have to appreciate that movie so much. Okay. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Very much. Uh, let's get up and get get after it during the day. When it gets towards the end of the day, um, I'm probably like your grandma. I'm about ready to go to bed. <laughs> If there's a zombie apocalypse, who are the three people that are on your survival team with you? Oh, goodness. Well, probably the three closest people to me at that point. Where <laughs> the three people around, like, let's go. We've got to figure it out together. If you, if you could pick, though, if you could pick. If I can pick. Um, well, since we're talking zombie apocalypse, I'm assuming the fictional people like, you know, the Terminator would be a, a, an available option. Sure, why not? You know, it would, since we're going zombie apocalypse, probably, you know, the Terminator, the Hulk, and Captain America. We'll just go with those three. I would not mess with your zombie team. <laughs> uh, you know, we gotta got to find them here. If you're singing karaoke, what I song do you I would not be singing karaoke, but um, <laughs> that would clear the place out. Um Oh, goodness, what would my karaoke song be? I can't even think of a song title right now. Oh, probably, if if I had the voice to do it, um, I don't know who sings it. You know, this, this Girl is on Fire, whatever, whoever sings that, oh, I couldn't even yeah. tell you. Yeah, no ability to do that, nor will ever have the opportunity, but I guess that would be the one. That has that has some really, you like, gotta you got to get after you gotta it. you got to have some special, some special sauce to get that one pulled off. What was your least favorite food as a child? Uh, turnip greens. I'm almost ashamed to admit that being from the South, but I just, I can't like them. Oh, I've so tried. You, you still don't like them? I still don't. I've tried. I just, I don't know what it is. I almost am embarrassed by that. You know, good Southern lady, you should eat your turnip greens, but I don't. I, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess the flip side, what's your favorite Southern dish? I would have to say... Um, Probably like a good pot roast, a good Sunday pot roast. You know, you smell it in the morning, getting ready to go to church, and then you get to come home. That good Sunday pot roast is just hard to beat. What are what are the sides with the pot roast? Well, my family, we kind of cook it all together, so you're going to have the potatoes and the carrots and the onions in there. And okay. Yeah, you kind of – It's just a big meal on a, a plate. Good, yeah, just one crock pot. Here we go. <laughs> Easy on the dishes. Since it's a Sunday, you need your nap. Okay. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Nap than the night owl or not the early bird nap. No. Yeah, you gotta sense. have the nap. Yeah. All right. This is this one. What drew you to softball, or what what made you start playing softball? Do you remember kind of what got you into it? Well, it actually started out. Uh, my brother was playing baseball, 
and his team didn't have enough. And my dad was one of the assistant coaches, and he's like, okay, like, you have to go play right field because we don't have enough players. We'll have to forfeit every game. That was horrible. Like, epically terrible. I didn't catch a ball or hit a ball. I struck out every time I went to the plate, and I couldn't throw. I was just horrible. But I loved it. And so the next year I talked to my parents and like, well, can I play softball, you know, play with the girls? And, you know, the rest is history. But, yeah, I actually started out as a – I was a bad baseball player. As a horrible baseball player, like horrible outfielder. I'd see why they, I became a pitcher. Like, I don't understand the grass. What are we doing out there? <laughs> so, no, I actually was there and uh, fell in love with it. So why did you start pitching? Our team didn't have one. I was actually started out as a catcher. Okay. And our team didn't have – I'm kind of the person, if we don't have it, just call me and we'll figure it out. I can fill in for you. But we didn't have a pitcher, and they're like, okay, well, we need everybody to try to pitch because we got to, you know, have somebody out there. And I was like, okay, well, I'll try it, and just absolutely fell in love with it. Just There's just something something special about holding the ball in your hand and towing up a rubber. It's still a very calming place for me to stand on a rubber. When At what point did you realize, wait, I can actually really do this? I will – the, the dream of doing it actually started long before I ever started pitching. Um, when growing up in Georgia in 96, the Olympics were in Atlanta. And I can still remember my mom cleaning the house. I can still see her with her head cocked over holding the, you know, the portable phone, not our cell phone, you know, the house phone, <laughs> and sweeping our house, waiting on hold for Olympic tickets. They're like, if the Olympics are coming to Georgia, we're going to an event. And the most reasonably priced event was actually softball, and that was the first year it was in the Olympics. And so my family went to Columbus, Georgia, where the event was being held, and that was the first time I'd ever seen fast pitch. I played slow pitch growing up, and I was 11, so I was pretty little, and it was just amazing. And I told my dad that day, I was like, that's what I'm going to do when I grow up. And he's like, that's a sweet thought. (laughs) He thought it was cute. And so the dream of doing it started then, and then it just kind of grew as I got older. So, Did you ever see yourself going where you've been? I mean, you've been around the world for this, right? I have. Um, I've been very blessed. God has opened a lot of doors through softball that would not have been available. I think when I kind of knew, like, okay, you, you might have actually kind of done something here was my first year in the pro league, and we were setting up for batting practice – and I turned around, and we were playing the Bandits, and Jenny Finch is, you know, walking out, and I was like, okay, you're fixing to play her? You might have actually figured a few of these things out. <laughs> it's like it hadn't occurred to me till then. Well, but it wasn't, it wasn't playing in college. It was actually after college. It was after college because I think in college it was just like that's what I, I wanted to do. I'd pursued it for so long. It's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then you find, I guess it was just finally the chance to go, wait a minute, you might have actually – kind of done what you planned to do did you beat jenny finch i don't believe we won that game no so but it was cool to to be at that level so now that you've spent such a long time a part of the game i guess one of the things would be what keeps drawing you back and what made you want to be a coach well for me the answer to why do i coach is very simple when i was in college you know you're you're getting this degree and you're trying to find out what do you want to do you know what what what's your next steps in life and and being very prayerful about that, it was just very simple. It's just I felt this was what God called me to do with my life. And so, to me, that's just doing what I'm supposed to do. That's a pretty easy answer. It's very simple for me. <laughs> is that, And that's what keeps bringing you back, too? It's just like, hey, I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be? 
It is, and that that's what a lot of people have asked me you know, why Longwood, and honestly, throughout the summer with lots of, you know, through interviews and looking at different places and, and you know, looking at each place of, is this where I'm supposed to be next? Uh, when I left here from my interview, I knew if they offered, I was going to take it. It was like, this is where I need to be, and this is right where I'm supposed to be, so it's pretty simple for me. <laughs> I guess the the last question would be, looking forward, what do you see for you guys you know, going forward for the Lancers? I'm excited for this team. There are so many tremendous young ladies. I've had the opportunity to meet three of them in person, everyone else over Zoom. A few of them stopped by the office today, which was great to get to chat with them, but they're just tremendous young women. Like They're passionate about what they do, and they're very detail-oriented, and they know what drives their success, which is so wonderful. A lot of people, success is this mystical thing that they find from time to time, but they can't put their finger on why they have it. And that's to credit to Coach Raleigh and her staff of this team knows why they're successful, and they know what it takes to continue that success. So I'm excited to you know build on great foundations and continue to, to grow our team as we go forward. We appreciate your time, and we're looking forward to the rest of the year. Thank you for having me. Don't forget, you can check out the latest episodes of the podcast on Google Play Music or Spotify, or you can find it at longwoodlancers.com in the Fan Zone section under Podcast. If you want Longwood Athletics videos, subscribe to Longwood U Lancers on YouTube. Of course, Longwood Athletics is verified on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on the What the Elwood podcast. Thank you.